With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Live Well Anyway. I'm your host, Mackenzie Kappa. On this podcast, we journey together in learning how to feel healthy, look good, and plan lives we actually like in the midst of all the everyday chaos. I'm so glad you're here. And today, I have Kayla Craig on the show. She has a brand new book out called Every Season Sacred, and we really dive into the heart behind this book, why she developed it, why it's such a great resource for families. We really get into the depths of talking about faith and faith in hard times and how to keep going with it and how you can use liturgy in your personal faith and your family's faith. And I just thought it was a really great, uplifting discussion. I had so much fun talking with her. I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. But before we get there, I would love to chat for just a second about my brand new Instagram account. You guys have mentioned it before, but I would love to have you come over there if you haven't already. It's called at MK Wellness and Beauty. It's my new space on Instagram where I'm talking about all the wellness and beauty things. So I'm trying to incorporate a lot of it. I'm just getting it off the ground, but it is going to be a space where I really want to bring a lot more content than I have on Instagram for a while. And so far it is allowing me to kind of have that freedom to not worry about if I'm annoying people, because if you're there, then you know, those are the things that I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about my favorite products, my favorite processes, the things that I do for my skin and my hair and my wellness products that I'm taking and how I'm taking care of my family. And so if you are interested in any of that, I would love to have you come and follow me over at MK Wellness and Beauty on Instagram. All right, but without further ado, let's dive into this episode with Kayla Craig. Welcome, Kayla. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to have you on today. I think it's going to be so much fun to talk about this book. It just looks beautiful and like such a great resource. And it's it's very intriguing to me, which I think we will get into more throughout this episode. But as we're getting started, would you mind introducing yourself? Absolutely. It's like, I don't know when it's going to feel not weird to just be like, this is all about me. (laughs) (laughs) Embrace it, girl. That's right. That's right. My background is in journalism. So I am used to being the one that's like asking the questions instead of being on the other side of the mic, right? So I have a background in writing and um, I am a parent to four kids just like you. So my kids range in age between seven and 13 and they're all very different. Two joined our family through adoption to I gave birth to. Um, They have different abilities and different needs and strengths and weaknesses. So it's been a journey in getting to walk with each of them because I feel Mm -hmm. like each of them teaches me something different about myself and about the world and about God. And um, I've been married to my husband for 15 years. He is a pastor, but I always hesitate to say that because then people get this like automatic idea of a pastor's wife in their head. And, um, and, and I don't, I don't know if I necessarily fit into maybe what, what you think that that might be like, you know? So um. Yeah. And why? But we have, why do you feel like you don't? Uh, what? 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 Makes well, I think there are maybe some write a book stereos. on. That's true. You did yeah, write a book on yeah, liturgy, I, so you know. That's I mean. right. Yeah. I know. <laughs> No, I think there's maybe some negative stereotypes or an idea of like maybe what your personality type might be like very um, demure or like baking cookies or I don't know, something like sometimes when people hear that, they're like, oh, so you're like this. And I'm like, oh, no, no, I'm not. Yeah. So I like to call myself an extroverted contemplative or a contemplative extrovert. So I like to mash things up. But I love um, yeah, I'm an author and a podcaster and I've written a couple books. So I'm really excited to be here. I am so excited, especially because, okay, so your book that we're going to obviously be talking about a lot today is called Every Season Sacred. 
And it's basically like a liturgy for families to walk you all through the seasons of the year. But before we, I think, I mean, you can correct me on that if I'm wrong. But before we dive into that, I want to kind of camp out on this whole idea of liturgy because it's been something that I have been very attracted to over the past couple of years. And I've seen it kind of be on the rise because I think a lot of people have been a little bit disillusioned with a lot of things that have happened like within the evangelical church. And but this idea of liturgy also feels like something we didn't grow up with. And we were always kind of told like, oh, that is very like sterile. And mm-hmm. you you can't, re- you're just repeating things that other people wrote. You're not, you know, having a real relationship with God if you're using liturgy. And as I've started mm-hmm. to like get into it more and think about it more, that's not the experience that I have been having. I feel like it's like frees you up a little bit to not have to come up with your own thing all the time and to necessarily always feel, have all the feelings that I feel like are a lot of times like brought up in evangelical church. Like you can just kind of rest in it. But I would love to hear from you having, you know, written a book with liturgy, like Let's let's just dive into that. Like, how do you use it? How did you come? Like, did were you raised that way? Like, let's just talk about that for a minute. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, and I think so many people have had that same experience that you've had, right? Where it's yeah. like, well, I feel like I've seen this one particular way of praying, and are there other ways of praying? Is that okay? Mm-hmm. What's going on? And so for me, um, when I was young, you know, we had some liturgical rhythms in uh, my church that I grew up in, like just always kind of saying the Lord's prayer or maybe having a, a rhythm of how maybe the church service went or maybe a prayer that everybody would pray together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I married a son of a Baptist preacher. And to him, there had really not been a lot of rhythms like that at all in his kind of background and experience of faith and of Christianity. And so we have kind of grown and experienced um, a lot of different denominations and backgrounds. And I feel like I have had the deep joy of getting to like have this tapestry of so many different threads, right? Like Mm -hmm. there are things that are so beautiful to borrow from so many different traditions. And so, yes, we can absolutely be, be moved to pray, you know, just very spontaneously, or maybe we pray without any words, you know, like the spirit intercedes with the wordless groans. And sometimes we can borrow the prayers of others. So when, Mm -hmm. when I say liturgies, that's what it is. It's just the prayers of the people, right? I say yeah. that in the prayers that I write, that they're not mine, they're ours. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's a lot of comfort and rootedness when the world feels absolutely out of control that we yeah. can go back and we can rest in the words that somebody else has prayed. Somebody else might be praying right now and some something that somebody else might pray in the future, right? There's something that mm-hmm. unites us in that shared experience. And so there is no right or wrong way to pray. Pray is a conversation that we are having with God. You know, that's what prayer is. We're listening, we're receiving, and and we're having that ongoing conversation. So I created Liturgies for Parents, which is just an Instagram account. That's what it started as. And I was just started sharing my own prayers in like 2020. And this was before the pandemic. (laughs) And I felt like parents are so weary. Like I I need something to root me. They have been meaningful in my life. Um, I came to really rest in kind of this practice and rhythm of written prayers when our daughter who has Down syndrome and a variety of medical um, needs and disabilities was in the PICU on life support. And somebody gave me a book that had some really short prayers in it. And I was like at the end of what I felt like I could go through. Like it was a it was a serious life and death situation and I just didn't have any more words, right? So mm-hmm. that carried me. The prayers of others carried me. I could make them my own. And and that just reminded me that like God is with us. Like this isn't surprise God. God is here in the mystery, in the sadness, in the beautiful, in all of it. And so I started writing these prayers in 2020 and then I ended up writing 
a book of modern liturgies or prayers that you can kind of turn to. They have a little bit more of a poetic, you know, rhythm. And that's my book, To Light Their Way, which is just a collection of prayers and liturgies for parents. And after writing that, and those go through all different like ages and stages and and seasons of life. So, you know, we were talking and we have kids that have like a wide age range, right? So like you're praying for like elementary school and also when they get the keys to the car for yeah. the first time <laughs> and like everywhere in between. So I kind of got to tap into my journalism background a little bit and mm-hmm. talk to people who are parenting in all sorts of different kind of parts of their lives and parts of their kids' lives. And so I incorporated so many of their words and their prayer requests in those liturgies. So there's there's tons of them in there. Today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Acorns helps you and your kids save and invest. The best part? There's no expertise required. Investments are automatically put into diversified portfolios based on your risk tolerance. Acorns even has exclusive financial education content for your whole family. Do I understand that investing for my kids' future is important? Yes. Do I have time to sit down and figure out how to do that? Well, actually, turns out I do because I use Acorns. Acorns takes only a few minutes to set up, and it allows me to automatically contribute on a regular basis to a portfolio that is already diversified for me, based on my risk tolerance. It's genius. Pat on the back for me, super parent. And for Acorns, they get some credit here too. The sooner you start investing, the more chance your money has to grow over time. From Acorns, Mighty Oaks do grow. Head to acorns.com livewell to download Acorns to start saving and investing for your future today paid testimonial and may not be representative of all clients. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash live well. Investment advisory services offered by Acorns Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Brokerage services provided by Acorns Securities, LLC, an SEC-registered broker-dealer and member FINRA SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. But then I started hearing from parents, I wish there was something that spoke to the experience of parenting right now in this modern age when life is even more overwhelming somehow than in 2020. And I don't even yeah, know how. I know. Um, and, and we're wrestling with what does it mean to be a Christian? What does it mean to walk with Christ when we maybe haven't seen it? done well all the time, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And I mean, if we're just being honest, there's been a lot of destructive things that have happened within the church at large. And, and there was, there was a shift during the pandemic, you know, churches being shut down and people kind of pulling back and, and rethinking things and reassessing things. It's, it's, I don't know. I don't think in my lifetime, I've seen another, like such a dramatic shift happen where we're kind of all like, let's pause for a second. And think about how we're doing stuff. Yes, yes, that is exactly right. And I have talked to so many people in my life, you know, personally and on the internet where people are like, we stopped going to church in 2020 when it shut down and we haven't gone back. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my goodness, like I get it. I get that a hundred percent. And also I feel like I cannot, I cannot quit Jesus. Like the the way of Christ is so compelling to me. And my mm-hmm. my experience of just God's grace is so, so evident in my life that I want to invite my kids into that. And yeah. yet there's so much that I want to try to navigate maybe in a different way than I've seen um, in the past. And so there's this unlearning and there's this relearning. So I wanted to create a book that honor to that experience, you know, whether you are in church every Sunday or maybe you haven't stepped foot in years, that there would be these invitations to kind of receive God's love yeah. and to be invited into these very unforced rhythms of grace mm-hmm. and then be able to invite your kids into that. So it's a book that's for the soul of a parent yeah. so that you can pour into the soul of your family. Well, I love that because like you were saying, like you haven't quit Jesus. And I think that even a lot of people who haven't returned to the church since all that happened, it's not that we want to quit Jesus. (laughs) It's that we want to quit the church stuff that has been going on. And that is one reason, like, I really like your book 
that I feel like, okay, yeah, this feels like something I can bring my kids into. I can think about because I get like, we're, I'm not using my words well. I've been talking too much this morning already. <laughs> um, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like the it's kind of like you write sort of like a devotion or something for parents to contemplate. And then there's the part that you share with your kids in each yes. one. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. That's absolutely right. So I love that because it kind of gives you that food for thought as a parent to really do your own sort of work and be thinking about it and then be able to enter into it with your kids without all of the like the other trappings or the frustrations or, you know, whatever you've been dissuaded by the church or whatever. You can kind of like leave leave that aside and let this be a guide to to entering into relationship with your kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'll see that these, these questions. So there's like 52 kind of miniature chapters that take mm-hmm. us through every week of the year. And you'll see that each of those, um, small sections has a pretty good chunk of open-ended questions for you mm-hmm. to, to share with your kids. And it's like, I don't expect anybody to ask them all, right? Like, it's not yeah. something that you tick off a list, but more like, okay, you know your family, you know your kids, you know the season of life that you're in, that they're in. What are a couple that you could pull that might resonate, that you might be able to have some interesting conversation by? And I think I brought in that kind of journalism background because yeah. it's so easy for me to say, how was your day? Or yeah, yeah. did you have fun at you know practice or whatever it is? And like, that doesn't lead to much conversation and we're tired. Parents are tired. We don't have time yeah. to like generate all these like thoughtful connection questions or kind of spiritual reflective questions. So yeah. I'm like, okay, here, take these, make them your own words if you need to borrow them, make them your own. Um, but I hope that it gets people like talking. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I love how you even did that where you have prayers for younger and older. Like you you kind of yes. you hit the ends of the spectrum so that everybody can be included. It's not just, a, you know, because so many, I think there's so many devotions or like, you know, books to go through with your kids as a family that are really aimed towards younger kids. Mm-hmm. It's a lot harder to start bringing them in as they get older. And so I love that this resource incorporates both. Oh, I love, I love hearing that, especially like from you who you're like in that (laughs) space of raising kids in different ages and stages. So that was important to me because with To Light Their Way, Mm -hmm. that book is all prayers from the perspective of a parent, right? They're not really perfect. You could make them, you know, you could tweak them and make them something you share and some people do. But I had heard from parents, like, what about if we had some shorter prayers that we could pray with our family? So Mm -hmm. in each of those little chapters. There are two versions of a prayer that you can um, share together. Yeah. I really, I really liked how that was structured. It's really, it's really well done in that way that it's very um, like every, every chapter is sort of like the same structure, but you're going to get the different parts of it that are going to be beneficial to your family. And then you have something in here called breath prayers. Now, would Mm -hmm. you just talk about like what those are for people, especially who aren't as familiar with liturgy and that sort of thing. Like what, what is that? How do people utilize that in their life and their family? Yes. Well, I feel like breath prayers are such a saving grace for me as a parent, because I feel like I do not have a lot of margin or energy to um, have a lot of words sometimes at the end Mm -hmm. of the day. Right. It's like, Oh my goodness. Or in the middle of the day when I'm driving and it's like, taking kids from here to there while also trying to like meet deadlines, you know, in the parking lot on my phone, you know, it's like whatever's going on. So I feel like breath prayers can be such a great resource for parents who just have a lot going on mentally, emotionally, literally in their own lives. And it's just a very short phrase that you pray on like an inhale of a breath and then you pray on the exhale of, so like you could be like, Oh God, I believe on your inhale and then on your exhale that you are with me, you know, and it's Mm -hmm. just something to help us kind of reorient ourselves Mm -hmm. to take a breath, to reflect that, 
you know, God is the one that's filling our lungs every time we take a breath. And there's some really fascinating, I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a therapist, but there are some really interesting kind of data out there that shows that when we kind of slow down our breathing, like it Mm -hmm. affects our whole body and it's fascinating. And I'm like, God wired us like this. This is wild. (laughs) Yeah. I, and I love how something as simple as that you can incorporate into your, your day or your week, you know, kind of having that guidance of like, this could be a prayer that you could use because I mean, I don't know how many times, you know, the, the only words I feel like I can get out or word is just like help. You know, and so like these are a little more eloquent than that, but it's it's helpful to just kind of have like you were saying. I don't want to make one more decision. I don't want to have to figure one more thing out. And I like that you just laid that out. Like just do this. Just like make it this simple, which I feel like is kind of what liturgy does. It allows you to just sit with something that's already created. You don't have to cook it up yourself. You don't have to come up with the beautiful words, which by the way, your writing is beautiful. I was just like (laughs) so like wrapped up in it. And sometimes I read things like that that are a little bit more on the poetic side. And I'm like, oh, gag me. I feel like you're being ridiculous, you know, (laughs) but I did not feel that way with your writing. It is like beautiful in a way that it's not distracting in and of itself. You know what I mean? Like you just, Mm. you do get kind of lost in it and caught up in it. And I really love that about your writing, but it just, it, it feels like it just feels like a safe space resource to be Mm. able to just like rest in as a parent and then be like, okay, I read this, like I can think about this for myself and then I can step into this with my kids and it doesn't have to be hard. Yes. Yes, exactly. And thank you. Thank you so much. That was really generous of you to say. So thanks. Well, yeah, I absolutely mean it. Ladies, you know that I like to do things as clean as I reasonably and possibly can, whether it is my skincare, which I talk about all the time, or the pans and utensils that I am using to prepare food for my family. It is really important to me that they are non-toxic, and that is one of the many reasons why I love Caraway. I have had my pans for years now, and not only are they beautiful, you guys have heard me talk about them. I have the cream ones that look perfect in my kitchen because they're right in my vibe but they also are non-toxic. They have a chemical-free, non-toxic ceramic coating that allows me to know that I am not using any of those hard-to-pronounce chemicals when preparing food for my family. Plus, nothing sticks to them because of that awesome ceramic coating. So everything just cooks up really nicely. I'm not dealing with all kinds of like stickiness to the pan, whether it's eggs or chicken or whatever it is. They just work so beautifully. And then they clean up amazingly as well, which saves me time and headache all across the board because, you know, I've mentioned this fall is crazy with all of our activities and me working outside the home and having so many things going on. I have to streamline that cooking process as much as I possibly can. And Caraway allows me to do that. They even have a brand new prep set, which is 10 essential knives and utensils designed for chopping better, prepping cleaner, and storing easier. They're thinking of new things all the time. They've got non-toxic food storage. Even with the pans that you are buying, they come with a complimentary system to organize everything so you're not losing lids or having to stack things on top of each other. They're just thinking of everything and coming out with great new products that are going to make your life easier and non-toxic all the time. So if you are in the market for some new cookware, then visit carawayhome.com slash LWA to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive for my listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash LWA or use the code LWA at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. And I guess I have a question too from a writing perspective. So obviously you have like the 52 different chapters that walk you through all of these different seasons. That's a that's a lot to figure out, you know, like <laughs> walking somebody through the year. So how yeah. did you do that? Like how did you decide what was going to be for each season and what was your inspiration and kind of like what led you through figuring all of that out? Yes, it was. This is like, I'm going to totally nerd out, but I kind of broke it down into each of the 
four seasons and I'm here in the Midwest. So we have mm-hmm. very defined seasons yeah. In, yeah. in like our natural world. Um, so I think about seasons a lot as it is, but I kind of grabbed a sheet and it was like summer and then started brainstorming all the things that like parents and families experience over the summer. Right. Mm-hmm. And kind of just the different rhythms, the different celebrations or holidays we have. If there's any holidays on the church calendar, you know, what, what time is it in the liturgical year? Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of started brainstorming all of these different things. So um, getting into fall is like new beginnings, um, maybe the fear that we hold as we start to get into October and people are talking about scary things or mm-hmm. Halloween. And we're just kind of reflecting on all of these different themes or topics or kind of like seasonal elements or times of year. And I just had these lists, right? So then from there, I was able to kind of think, okay, what are the stories in my own life that other people can create, you know, and connect Mm -hmm. to. So it's like trying to use the specific to connect to the universal. So even though you might not have a daughter who has Down syndrome and a variety of disabilities, you have had a time where you've prayed and felt like God didn't answer your prayer. Maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, like maybe there are things that connect us um, more than we might think. And so that's kind of how I did it. And when it got to the nitty gritty, um, I, I wrote this over the course of three months. <laughs> and, wow, uh, when, that's it. When and when I for the first draft, and okay. of course there's a lot Still. of you know back and forth, but yeah, um, I had a spreadsheet and I like literally like spaced it out. These are the things I'm gonna write at this time. I'm gonna set these deadlines for myself because I need nice. a deadline, and then yeah. it just it felt sustainable, you mm-hmm. know. And um, yeah, it was a really it was. I, I was surprised at how much it felt like a spiritual practice for me. Oh, I um, bet. Yeah. Is, you know, life is chaotic. And so to have that rhythm that every day I'm going to read. And I don't know if you looked in the back with like the references that mm-hmm. end up there, but I was just surrounded by stacks of books from writers, everyone from like Madeline Lingle to writers and theologians and artists and poets today. And like, just really drawing from so much that other people have created Mm -hmm. and the wisdom that they have brought and the different perspectives they have brought. And I just felt like so surrounded by friends, you know, like I was alone, but I felt like I was in the company of just um, so many other people. And Madeline Lingle, when she talks about writing, she's like, it's like feeding the lake. Like we're Mm. all feeding the lake. And so it's just like, we're all just kind of doing our small part and feeding that like. Yeah. And well, and I, I really did notice that also as I was going through the book is you do quote so many other people and so many other things. So it's like this beautiful liturgy that you've put together and written, but also it feels so full because it has all of that as well in there. Mm-hmm. And I I am just glancing right now. I know that you were referencing back to these appendices in the book, but I I love that you you take people through like especially I think like we've kind of been talking like not everybody is familiar with liturgy and what that means mm-hmm. and and all of that. So to have like the rule of life and the examen, is that how you pronounce it? Am I saying examine. that right? Examine. Examine. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. The examine and lecto divina like all of those things you explain, which is so helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And these are things that, you know, I didn't really start practicing or utilizing in any way until my like recently, you know, and so Mm -hmm. it's like, maybe there'll be a resource for you. So that's what I just really hope it's like grab and go. Maybe it'll be something new. Maybe you can try it. Maybe it's something to try down the road. And um, yeah, I just feel like sometimes we don't have, um, those spiritual mentors that we wish we did. And so Mm -hmm. I hope that this book, it's not a, it's not like a how to, but like, it's kind of a handhold, you know, like it's, it's with you as you're going through life. Yeah. It definitely doesn't feel like a preachy book. It doesn't feel like I have the answers and I'm going to tell you how to do this. It's definitely (laughs) like a coming alongside, 
Oh, good. It definitely has that that feel to it, which I think is so much more approachable. And you're able to step into this, whether you're used to liturgy and that's something that is part of your church life and your practice, you know, or it's something you're stepping into for the first time. I think it's a very comfortable way to step into that because it isn't just like, I've got it all together. No. Right. (laughs) I definitely do not. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. I also noticed that you used a lot of different Bible translations throughout the book. And I love that because it wasn't just like locked into any one thing. And I feel like it can speak to a lot of different people. But what brought you to do that? How did you decide what different translations you were going to use? Like, how did you do that? Yep. Well, I love reading um, different like translations of scripture because yeah. you really get such a broader understanding. Um, and I, I just, I love it as a word person. I'm like, Oh wow. One word can change a lot. You know, yeah. it's fascinating. And I love, you know, like I feel like things change so much to me when the message translation or paraphrase mm-hmm. was put into my hands because I had never read scripture in that way. I'd always thought, Oh, the Bible, the wording is kind of old fashioned and stodgy and I don't always understand what's going on. And so I think it gets stuck in that. Then you don't realize how like brilliant and um, like it is like this amazing living word with so many incredible stories and poems and gosh, there's so much there. So I love having so many different translations, you know, on my desk. I feel like the NLT, it's the new living translation. And it's just so simply worded Mm -hmm. that I I really translate that, um, a lot in my life and with my kids. And I feel like NLT is a great, uh, resource, the NIV. Um, I recently got the new Testament in the first nations version, which is put out by IVP, which is a Christian publisher. And it is so beautiful. And it just felt like once again, made God's word come alive again, as I was Mm -hmm. reading these kind of indigenous um, translations, they just once again, introduced me to a new way to see um, Jesus. Yeah. I I love that. I really appreciated that it was like the diversity of the different stuff, because like you said, there, you get such different perspective from reading the different translations and and you see how everybody can kind of translate things just a little bit differently. But it, I mean, it's obviously all the same idea and the same core that it comes from, but to right. may, maybe help enhance your understanding of what's being said, sometimes it just makes all the difference to read it in a different translation. Yeah, totally. Ladies, If you've followed for a while and listened to the podcast, then you know how big of a supporter I am of us knowing our colors. I think it is so vital when we are picking out clothes, when we are picking out makeup, that we get things that actually complement our natural coloring. It makes a big difference even with the hair color that you choose. And that is one of the big reasons that I love Your Color Guru. Now, I had on the owner of Your Color Guru a couple of years ago on the podcast. We talked all about being able to style your wardrobe based on your coloring, how much it simplifies what you're buying when you know exactly what color palette that you need to work within. When you get a color analysis from your color guru, they send you actual cards that you can have in your purse and take with you when you go shopping or while you're shopping online so you can identify which colors are easily going to work well for you and which ones you should probably avoid. Like for me, green, orange, yellow. Those are those are big no-nos. But I have so many other great color options that I would have never even thought looked good on me that I only realized because I had my colors done by your color guru. Fall is a great time to get this done as we are heading into, you know, getting new pieces for our fall wardrobes and thinking about the holidays and what we want to ask for and all that kind of thing. I think it's a great tool to have in your back pocket. You have it done once, you know your colors for life, and it really helps with 
with your makeup purchases as well to make sure you're not getting colors that make you look washed out or make you look like an Oompa Loompa. You know, it just helps if you know your coloring. Right now with the purchase of any essential package, you get that makeup card for free. So they are going to include that. So not only are you going to know what colors you should wear on your body, but what colors you should wear on your face, which is such helpful information. And if you use my code, you can get an additional 10% on top of the sale. So go to yourcolorguru.com and use the code LIVEWELL to get 10% off. Also get that free makeup card when you make an essential package purchase. It also makes a great gift to get for somebody else for their birthday or thinking about the holidays. I love Your Color Guru. I think it makes a big difference to your shopping and your life in general. So go check out yourcolorguru.com. Use the code LIVEWELL to get 10% off. And I love that you have so many references. I mean, obviously verses that are printed out in there, but also like along with your questions of parts of the Bible to read with your family. And it's just a very well-designed resource all the way around. Like it's not overwhelming. It's not like, oh, here's a page of things that you like look up 57 different scriptures to read with your family. (laughs) Like it's very manageable, but it's, yeah. It's just very well thought out, I feel well, like. I loved, like, I'm not a designer, but I had this big idea and so many things I wanted to incorporate, but it was, like, really important to me that there was a lot of white space and there was a mm. lot of, like, margin and that yeah. you felt, like, an exhale, not like you were, like, holding your breath as you're, like, reading. Yeah. We've all read books that are just, like, overwhelming. It's yes. too much. There's a lot going on. And so we didn't want people to feel that way. And the design team... I don't know. They, I don't know what kind of magic they did, but (laughs) they, they really, they really made it work. And I'm so, so grateful because there is a lot of beautiful design elements in the book and a lot Mm -hmm. of imagery that you see throughout. And I mentioned that I have a background in journalism and I specifically did a lot of work in the magazine world. Okay. In my, when I submitted, you know, my manuscript, I was like, we could do a call out here or a call out here or a full page spread of this or this. And (laughs) I thought this is maybe pushing it. Like it's maybe a little (laughs) too ambitious and like, I will be okay with when things cannot come out, you know, the way that I think. And it somehow turned out even better. So I feel really, really grateful and I can't take any credit for it, but I love how it feels to hold in your hands and Mm -hmm. flip through the pages. And I'm really grateful for the work that they did. Yeah. I think that the design mixed with what you did of making it simple and accessible and having all of those different pieces, like it does make it into kind of like an entire experience, which I really Mm really like. I I just last week interviewed Ruth Cho Simons, who also has a devotion oh, coming yeah. out. And obviously, it's beautiful. I mean, she created yes. like 800 different works of art for this. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's like insane. And it is a very like that same kind of idea of pulling you into it. It's an experience. Mm-hmm. And I feel like even though this is different, you still enter into it in that same way. Like it was thoughtfully designed, plus very thoughtfully written. So it's like you said, it's not overwhelming. It's not distracting. It just allows you to simply be with the words and kind of just like follow the map. I talk about that a lot when I'm teaching people about like planning and because I do a lot of planning coaching for people. And it's that whole idea of like make some decisions now. So then in the moment, you don't have to think of it. You don't have to make the decision or a thousand decisions a day. You've kind of bulk made a bunch of your decisions at one time, Mm -hmm. like meal planning, or this is what the day is going to look like after school, or these are what our routines are. You've figured it out, and then you just follow the plan. And it allows you to be more present and do all of that. And I feel like you've done that that step of just Mm -hmm. like, creating the plan, creating the map to follow. And it, it's all year. Like you can take it all the way through the year, which is beautiful. Oh, well, you're hired for my marketing. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love, I love what you said about that idea because it's it, it works so well for us in so many parts of our lives that just like that advice that you gave is so, is so smart. And I'm so grateful that maybe every season sacred can can play one part in simplifying the chaotic lives of parents. <laughs> yes. Amen to that. 
Um, and so I guess just like one last question I have about like liturgy, we've kind of been talking, if people are new to this, obviously you have those great resources in the back of the book, but if they're going like, I want something even more to be thinking about this for my own personal, um, learning about it and stepping into it. Do you have any ideas or thoughts of like what people, where people can go or what they can be doing to step into more of that? Yes. Oh my goodness. So many suggestions. <laughs> okay. Um, I really do recommend that if you have a copy of the book, just going back and looking at all the books that I have referenced, because mm-hmm. all of I've built on, like all of those have been so formational, yeah. you know, for me. Um, there are also a lot of really thoughtful, contemplative kind of podcasts that mm-hmm. invite you in to just take a minute, even if it's just literally one minute to breathe. Um, I have a podcast that I think yeah. invites you into that. It's just called Liturgies for Parents. And they're like 10 to 15 minute episodes every Monday that drop. And it's just scripture, prayer, and a benediction. Um, so, you know, there's so many resources. You, If you know buying books is just not in your budget, you can mm-hmm. always hit up your local library. You know, like there, yeah. there's a lot. Um out there. And I feel like that's the beauty of kind of being drawn to more ancient practices. It's like, you don't have to get a ton of brand new resources for it. (laughs) There's a a lot of old stuff that's beautiful and thoughtful. And I love going to old bookstores too. And yeah, it's like, great. Another stack of 15 books. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. But you're like, they were cheap. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I love that. And I so appreciate your perspective on all of this. And you've just put together a really beautiful resource. So good job. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. It feels so vulnerable. Like it's out in the world. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I can't imagine. I mean, I you feel that to a, a certain extent when you put out like podcasts or whatever, and they hit on maybe more like personal topics, but it's definitely when you've poured so much into developing this and especially something like this, like you said, it's it was a spiritual experience for you to right. be doing, you know, yeah. so that that's a lot to put out to the world. <laughs> okay. Would you like to tell me what a typical day looks like for you? Oh my goodness. Are you ready? (laughs) I am ready. Bring it. Okay. So a typical day, I don't know, starts in chaos. I am not a morning person. I deeply wish I was, but I feel feel like I'm just, you know, not fully my best self early in the morning. So Mm -hmm. it's like trying to get coffee going. Um, we have four kids and some of them can get their own breakfast and some can't. So that's always work. Um, my daughter yeah. that I've mentioned, you know, she actually has um, a G tube. So that's oh, okay. a tube that goes into her um, stomach and that's where she gets a lot of her nutrients. But then we also like um, hand feed her puree. So that's something we do every morning and there's clothes and diapers and all of that. And then my husband heads to work and I work from home and, um, you know, for fall and winter and, um, spring it's one way. And then in the summer, it's another way. So (laughs) the summer, um, yeah, it's a lot of just moving pieces and knowing that, okay, I have to let some things go and, um, just embrace that this is the rhythm for right now. And it won't always be this way. And I'm going to do my best. And, um, you know what? I often feel like, am I disappointing my kids because I'm working Mm. or when I'm paying attention to my kids? Am I disappointing, you know, the people that I'm, I'm writing for? And so I don't know. I don't know that there is like a secret sauce. Yeah. I haven't figured it out. If you have, I, <laughs> I'm right there with you. So yeah. I feel it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, but you know, then my husband and I, like sometimes he'll make dinner. Sometimes I'll make dinner. We have a big Um, kind of like farmhouse style table that, you know, is always a little chaotic. And so we're clearing it off and we're throwing plates on. And sometimes there's, you know, other people are joining us. We, we have a great neighborhood that is full of, of all sorts of different people and kids. And so sometimes in the summer or in the fall, we'll eat outside. Um, But yeah, that's kind of the rhythms of our lives. We have two dogs and our house is, um, a very large former convent. So that's kind of, Oh, wow. 
<laughs> I was not expecting that. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been, it's been really fun. Um, it is, it's like a normal house. Don't like imagine like, a you know, I don't know what church or something, but it's yeah. just very big and old. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Very cool. Okay. Well, in all of that, what is some little thing that you do to live well anyway, and just kind of like take care of yourself in the midst of all the chaos? Oh my goodness. This is such a hard question. And it's probably not a great um, sign that I have a hard time thinking. What do I do? Um, I do think that the breath prayers help me. They, mm-hmm. they really do help me. Um, but then, you know, there's like little things where it's like, yeah, I have a fridge full of sparkling water. <laughs> it's like yeah. anytime, you know, it's like something that's like, okay, I'm going to have that. Or um, I use Voxer a lot to keep in touch mm-hmm. with friends, um, especially friends that aren't local here. Um, yeah. And that feels like such a gift to be able to like leave voice messages and hear their voices yeah. in real time and be able to listen and connect that that is so helpful to me in the in the chaos of life and you know just rhythms of trying to get outside and take a walk even if it's a very mm-hmm. short walk um and I love music so creating a playlist I feel like is my love language and I oh love yeah <laughs> That's a great one. So you guys are still using Voxer. You haven't upgraded to Marco Polo yet. I know so many people use Marco Polo, but I kind of like the idea of not having to bother with a video. (laughs) (laughs) I am actually, I will say I am a huge proponent for Marco Polo and my best friend just recently moved to Indiana and I am so glad that we already had the practice of Marco Poloing every day mm-hmm. because it's like we that didn't change. Like nothing right. about that changed, even though she moved across the country. We still are able to see each other in our environments. And like, I'm yeah, I'm super grateful for Marco Polo. But we did use to Vox like before yeah. before Marco Polo. It's and it's just different. It's different than texting. It's being able to at least hear the person yes. and like you just you get something different out of that. So yeah, I totally, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready for my, my stock questions? Okay. Let's do All it. Right. Candles or essential oil diffuser? Uh, candles. Okay. Cloth napkins or paper? Oh my goodness. We are so classy that we use like paper towels. <laughs> I love it. That's what I use too. Okay. <laughs> city or country? Oh, probably city. Okay. Paper or digital? Mm. Can I say both? Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's certain I, I, things I, I that you like yeah. better in one format yes. than the other. Yes. Yes. So like, I love now having a um, digital, like Google calendar is saving mm-hmm. my life. Uh, but I also love curling up with like a paper book, but then yeah. also I'm new. I newly am loving my Kindle. Because, okay. Like, I can I borrow things from my the Kindle. library. Yeah. And I just, I'm really into it. And I always was like, I'm not going to be into it. So it's a both and situation. Yeah. For me. <laughs> Have you discovered the Kindle challenge yet? No. Okay. Do you have the Kindle app on your phone? I do. Okay. Well, if you go into that seasonally, they release a Kindle challenge that you earn like little bookmarks for achieving different things. And some people that's totally not their jam. I am like obsessed with it. So like you get a bookmark for reading a certain number of days or reading a certain number of days in a row or reading a certain number of books. But then they also so release like little mini challenges throughout, like read a book from this genre or like that kind of thing. And I'm obsessed with it. So okay. that's a fun thing to get in there. And then that's you can see really like cool. your streak of how many days you've read. And yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I love so, that. I'm obsessed. So fun. Yeah. Okay. Back to my questions. <laughs> um, shopping. Would you rather do it online or in the store? Okay. So I actually love being in the store when I'm like thrifting. I love Mm -hmm. going to the thrift store. So for thrifting in person, but I also love the convenience of being able to like add to cart and get it delivered. (laughs) Depends what I'm shopping for. Yeah. Okay. It's whatever time you're making dinner and you need a mental break. Do you listen to a podcast or music? Mm, Probably music. So I can actually like let my brain rest. (laughs) Okay. And what kind of music would you listen to? 
I tend to gravitate toward like kind of folksy indie music. So, and if you want my, I created like an over nine hour playlist for fall. Oh my word. (laughs) And uh, that's one of the resources. If you have pre-order every season sacred, you can get my playlist, but I love having a music that I can just like um, put on shuffle and have in the background. So yeah, that was an act of love. Like holy moly (laughs) (laughs) is long. I'm impressed. (laughs) Okay. Chocolate, milk or dark? Probably milk. Okay. Sports or no sports? Uh, I am not super athletic, but I have three sons who are in lots of sports. So I've like somehow become like sports mom, even though I'm like not sport. (laughs) Yep. Yep. I get it. I, my sons used to be into a lot of sports. One of them still is, but then one of them just turned, well, over the past couple of years, he's gotten more into doing film and it's mm. like, oh, I love this because this is already in my wheelhouse. Like, right. Watch this is a little together. more my shared language yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Live broadcasting. Would you rather broadcast or watch? Oh, hmm. Well, I almost did broadcast news. So maybe oh, I would to be the one broadcasting. <laughs> okay. What is your favorite movie? Oh my goodness. Um, well, a classic that I have loved since I was very, very little is The Wizard of Oz. Oh, I just yeah. love the the world building and the story yeah. and yeah, just a classic. Yeah, that's a great one. I don't think anyone's ever said that. That mm. that was a good answer. Okay. <laughs> and final question, if you were to put yourself on the crunchiness spectrum where zero is totally not crunchy and 10 is like singing Kumbaya by the fire with your legs unshaven and dreadlocks in your hair, where <laughs> would you be on the spectrum? Oh, my word. I don't know. I'm pretty like middle of the road. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. Five. (laughs) Sounds good. That is a totally reasonable answer. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and for writing this beautiful book. I'm so glad that I got to have you on and just get to like chat with you for a while. Yes, it has been so fun. Thank you for the thoughtful insight and thoughtful questions. It's been a really fun time. Well, it was my pleasure. It was great to have you on. If you write another book, you'll have to let me know and come back. Awesome. God willing. Thank you. (laughs) Yep. Bye. All right, ladies, that is it for this week's episode. If you want the show notes from anything that we talked about today, you can just swipe up in whatever app you are listening to the show on or go to MackenzieCoppa.com and click on podcast. There I've got the show notes for every episode so you can find anything you're looking for really easily. Again, I would love to connect with you over at MK Wellness and Beauty on Instagram. It's such a fun new space for me to be inhabiting and I would love to be doing it with all of you. Also, if you have any specific requests for things that you'd like me to talk about on that channel that are related to wellness or beauty, please slide into my DMs. Let me know what is it that you would like to hear from me in that space. All right, guys, that is it for now. But until next week, go be bold and gracious.